Thanks for joining the podcast with Tamara Gondor. Conversations with everyday innovators that reject status quo, think differently, and make a positive difference in their world. Listen in so you can ignite innovation, influence others, and make an impact too. And now your host, CrossFit addict, knee-high sock lover, and according to her kids, average cook, Tamara Gondor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, middle of the night. We have everyday innovators from across the globe that join us for the interviews, that listen to us from around the world. So thank you all for being here. I love sharing the people and the insights and the connections that come out of this podcast. So this might be my favorite part of every single day is all the interviews I get to do. I learned so much and today is going to be no exception. So let me tell you a little bit about today's everyday innovator, his style, and then we'll introduce him and we will get into the conversation. So Emmanuel is an inquisitive tweaker. Those are his two strengths. And what that really means is the inquisitive is all about challenging assumptions, digging deep, pulling back the layers to uncover new things. For inquisitives, the innovations in the questions, not the answers. So they often tend to poke the bear, ask a lot of questions. When the rest of us are done, they're still going. And then the tweaker side is all about optimizing. So editing, adjusting. For tweakers, it's all about evolving things. Things tend to not be final or success or failure. They tend to be like one little adjustment away. And they're often right. Great innovation is often just one little adjustment away. And they know that. And that's how they innovate best. In fact, I was talking to a woman at the conference I was just speaking for, and she's a tweaker. And we were talking about how she does really well if someone gives her something that's just even just a nugget of a start and she's off and running with it. She said, but when she has a blank piece of paper in front of her, she has a hard time getting going. So tweakers are really good at taking what somebody started and taking it to a place you wouldn't even guess. So the, the magic in that combination of inquisitive tweaker is it brings deep, optimized innovation to the table. So with that said, let me introduce our guest, Emmanuel. Welcome to the show. Tell the world who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Emmanuel. I'm from Nigeria. Um, I've been in the IT industry for close to seven years now. And um, I currently work as a software engineer. I mean, as a software engineer, uh, freelancing and working with individual clients and companies to build uh, web and mobile applications that you know scale and using multiple tech stacks such as you know JavaScript, React, Node, etc. And I hold um, several certifications from companies such as Google, Udacity, Pluralsight, Testdom, Uspace, and so on. And I recently participated in the hackathon with uh, a team of five where we are building a crypto native reserve currency. And I'm currently participating in the cloud developer nano degree on Udacity. And um, I also work as a software engineer and the project lead at my freelance development agency named uh, Pythagora that I started in April of this year. And in my free time, I mentor on concepts around UI design, and, you know, general tech stuff. And I'm also an avid gamer and reader with a wide area of interest and curiosities. I'm glad to be here. So let me, I got to ask you a question because I feel like you do more in a day than I do, just based on what you just said, all the things you're doing. <laughs> really seriously, like how do you think about how do you think about balancing all your different work, like all the different career things you're doing and all your different interests? Do they 
for you, do they come together as one or are they like, do you compartmentalize and go like, I do this here and I do this there. Like, how do you think about all that? That's a lot. Yeah, I, I agree that is a lot. I think this is just, you know, come naturally to me sometimes. Um, I think the, the, the most important thing is, you know, having, um, you know, owning my management, time management skills. So for me, for example, I have learned that I get to get the most stuff done in the morning. So I wake up very early and try to crunch in as much work as possible at like 12 in the afternoon. Uh, that way, you know, I notice that I think better in the morning, so I do the hard things in the morning. And then I kind of, you know, address other things in the afternoon, say like replying to emails, playing games, you know, reading, et cetera, et cetera. But I get the important stuff, the hard stuff, I get it done in the morning. And yeah, I think it makes it, makes it easier because uh, these are things I'm really interested in. And once I'm interested in something, I, I, I find ways to get it done. You know, I got to say what you, you said, two things in there that I want to highlight that I think are really great lessons for all of us. One is you said, I get the important things done in the morning. And, and I do find that if I tackle the things that really matter in the morning, all the other stuff, all the little stuff I get done later and it all gets done. But if I don't do that stuff in the morning, it never gets done at all. Right. So, um, so I think that's one thing you said. The other thing you just said is if I'm interested in it, I find a way to get it done. I think uh, the reality is for most of us that even when we want something, if it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done because we don't make it a priority, not because we don't actually have the bandwidth to do it. Because if we really want something, we figure it out. So I just, I, th- I think that that's a great lesson for or a reminder for all of us that I think people who are really productive are people who just decide what they really want and they do those things. That's so what, what yeah. What's a recent win or something that you're proud of? Uh, I think a recent win would be, you know, participating in the hackathon and completing that. We building something, getting stuff done with a team of uh, five people and and all. And something I'm really proud of is, uh, you know, I just going from learning how to code on my own, um, watching tutorials, practicing, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, landing clients, building stuff, solving reward problems. I think that's something to be proud of. And I'm really proud of that. Uh, yeah. That's something to be pr- proud of. And I have to say, I feel like you can learn to do just about anything online these days. And I mean that in a good way. Like you can get started in just about anything. Um, I'm curious. When you started down this path, particularly in kind of in the coding area and that just kind of the whole tech side, um, was it challenging to learn a new skill? Because coding is almost its own language. Was it overwhelming? Was it challenging? Like, how did you break down the task of learning something so different than everything else that we do in our day to day? Yeah, I think the, the important thing, you already mentioned the important thing, and that is breaking stuff down. Uh, so breaking stuff down is it really helps you know uh, it really helps your mind not you know think about everything at once. When you break it down, you're able to take it in chunks. And I think the most important thing again is simply trusting the process, uh, simply understanding that it's a process, and you just have to continue doing that and trusting that process. That okay, with time I'll get better with this. Like there's no magic to this stuff. Just with time you get better at stuff. It's just that simple. Time and practice mostly. I love that, though, about trusting, knowing that it's a process. I think we sometimes, I'm guilty of this for sure, Emmanuel. Like, I I just 
outside, I want to know something. And then I feel like in 12 hours, I should know it, right? And know it like <laughs> But it's not really how it works, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's, uh, it's something to, I feel like something to really understand again is uh, being able to just like sit down when, like just being able to understand that, you know, things won't always go your way. Like you can't like start doing something and be an expert at it in a very short time. It's, it takes time to just learn stuff. It takes time and practice. Yeah, I am. I am. And I, for all of us, especially people who have risk taker in their everyday innovator style, which I do, um, and experiential, which are my two, uh, we're very, uh, we tend to want results right away. Like once we've taken action, obviously the results should come. And sometimes we tend to give up too quickly because we don't see the result right away. We don't have what you're talking about, which is more about like trusting that it's a process. And I think that's a little bit of the tweaker in you is like, you, you edit, you evolve, like you learn, you grow. So people like me, yeah, yeah, people yeah. like you in my life so that I can like, <laughs> so that I don't give up too quickly. Um, sh- share, share a story or a time with me of a time where you thought differently, kind of drove innovation to get what you wanted. Uh, so, um, you know, just recently, like just like yesterday, I was working on a project with, I'm working on a project, still working on it, a project with um, a couple of guys. And, you know, we needed to implement something. And, you know, someone brings up the solution. It was very complicated. And I took a look at it. I was like, bro, we can't, we can't do this stuff like this. Like, so I went on to Google, like just, you know, went around. Um, I started with that idea that I gave initially. You know, just like messed around here and there. At the end of the day, we just like the solution I came up with was pretty simple. Let's just like I don't want to get too technical on this, but the solution was just like let's just use a font to do this stuff instead of you know just building something from the ground up. Let's just use something that has already been made by someone and you know just build on top of that. So I feel like uh, that's that's something to remember about um, innovation itself. It was you know uh, ideas built on top of each other. Innovation, nobody starts out with something being perfect. Nobody starts out with something being 100%. Like that's, it's an iterative process and you just have to, you know, iterate. And uh, sometimes I've had projects where I'll build something and, you know, uh, it doesn't like look like what we started it out to be. We still get somewhere at the end, but, you know, at the end of the day, when we go here and there, here and there, we discover some new things, we add some new things, we move some new things, we come up with something that's, it's different from what we had in mind initially and works effectively. It's so it's so great to hear you talking about Neil because you were what you just said, you're like you just iterate and figure it out, right? And you kind of adjust as you go, which is exactly what I was saying about your style in the beginning. That like you <laughs> just keep adjusting, adjusting. It's so great to hear it come together. Um, so for all of us out there listening, like listen for that in yourself and in your people around you. That's people who want to iterate and evolve. Um, and, and you said something else in there that I want to highlight and get your perspective on, which is you said, hey, we don't have to start from the ground up. We can leverage what's already been done, right? And adjust it to what we need. I often find with innovation, the mistake that we make is thinking it always has to be this blue skies, never been done before, right? Like, <laughs> my God, right? Or the earth, the globe has never seen this brilliance. When in reality, sometimes the best innovation is like taking your inspiration from somewhere else. And I'm, I'm just curious yeah. kind of what you think about that. Uh, I'll start by citing an example. Uh, you know, take, um, I love cars, so I'll use cars as, as an example. You know, take what cars looked like in like 100 years ago and look at what they look like currently. If they were perfect 100 years ago, 
we won't have to like you know improve upon them. So I think like that analogy kind of you know sums everything up. Or you know take where you know smartphone or computer technology was like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, and look at how things are improving constantly. People are iterating, people are building, taking those ideas, building on top of that. It's it's a process. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. And, you know, just on your car thing, right? Even the electric, like Tesla, the electric car, right, as it is today, is based on technology or an idea that was created years and years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's not mm-hmm. new tech. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk didn't take new technology. He, he applied it and brought some other elements into it, like design and some other things. But it wasn't actually the technology that was new. I mean, Elon Musk didn't even invent electricity. I mean, someone else had invented electricity already before people started yeah. building like, oh, we can make cars with this. We can, you know, do something else with this. So like that's someone else's idea already. And they just built on that already. Yeah. But that's the beauty, right, of iterating and not always having mm-hmm. to start from scratch. Um, I want to flip it for a second. What What's a challenge that you have faced and how have you overcome it? Yeah, so uh, a challenge that I've faced is, um, you know, it's I honestly say learning how to coach. It's actually it's 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 a process and getting uh good, getting to the point where you can you know take on things on a global level is it's I won't say it's brutal, but it hasn't been easy. And uh I would say that you know overcoming those challenges requires uh, just patience, requires grit, requires being able to just like sit down and just you know, things might not be going like well at the moment. Things might not be going the way it should be, but with time and practice, things will always go. Like things will go where they should. So yeah, uh, and I think another challenge again would be you know uh, freelancing. And you know the the we all know about this stuff with freelancing where it's hard to get your clients initially. It's hard to you know send a pitch to someone and get them to give you the project or something like that. So yeah. That one was, was initially, but over time, networking and everything helped, uh, you know, over time, it comes easier over time. That's what I can say. You're listening to Conversations with Everyday Innovators on With Tamara Gondor Podcast. Let's take a moment to thank our generous partners that make this possible. I want to take a moment to talk about my friends at Howdy Puppy. Dogs experience all the same problems as humans when it comes to joint pain, anxiety, digestion, and arthritis. A great way to help our four-legged family members with these ailments is with CBD-infused pet treats. Who doesn't like treats? As you longtime listeners know, my Mastiff, Zoe, is part of my family, but is getting older and has some anxiety issues when strangers come around. Howdy Puppy CBD Dog Treats has totally changed her disposition. And I know she feels like her young, energetic, confident self when she gets Howdy Puppy CBD dog treats. There are many CBD-infused dog treats on the market, but the truth is that many of them are overpriced and ineffective. We've looked at dozens of CBD dog treats and found most of them disappointing. Howdy Puppy is among the best brands in the CBD pet business. They deliver consistent quality, and their treats look and taste amazing according to our dogs of course the company makes cbd dog treats in three flavors steak bacon and cheese rolls all of howdy puppy cbd treats contain natural ingredients including high quality full spectrum hemp oil 
all sourced and made in the USA. Full disclosure, I'm an investor in Howdy Puppy. But before I put my name on the company, I had an independent lab in Denver, Colorado, verify the quality and consistency of their treats. They are truly as advertised. Go online today at howdypuppy.com, link will also be in the show notes, and use promo code TAMARA, T-A-M-A-R-A, that's me, to get 20% off the absolute best CBD dog treats on the market. You will not be disappointed. Howdypuppy.com, promo code TAMARA. Don't let them suffer needlessly. Let them enjoy life too. I want to ask you a question about the client part, about getting clients. Um, I'm in the same boat, right? I, I run my own business. So I think I spend 90% of my day doing, not 90, that's, that's an overstatement, but a, a, a lot of parts of my, of my job are sales for sure, right? Um, and I think in the freelance world in particular, especially if you're on any one of the platforms, whether that's Upwork or you know, whatever, right? Um, you're competing with a lot of different people. Um, and now I think the the beauty and the challenge is that it's a little bit more of an even playing field. So I'm competing with you way across the globe. So that's awesome that you and I both get to compete, but also challenging because now I got to compete against you, right? There's more people on the playing field. Um, how do you think about standing out and trying to get those clients when, you know, you're not the only one that does what you do. And there are, you know, every time I put a job on any one of those sites, I get hundreds of responses. Like, so how do you think about that? Uh, uh, I don't, so can you like go again with the question? I want to be sure that I understand properly. Well, I'm just asking, like, it, it's a really, um, freelancing is a very crowded and cluttered area. There's a lot of competition for coding, for marketing, for social media, for like fill in the blank, right? Um, and so you have to find a way to get noticed by the potential clients. Um, yeah. And sometimes that takes a little bit of innovative like thinking, right? So I'm just curious from your perspective, how you get these potential clients to even pay attention to you when there's, you know, people from all over the globe competing for the same job. Yeah, I think that's where, you know, I like seeing what makes you different, what makes you special. I think that's where it comes in. I think that's where, you know, I like seeing how your unique set of experiences makes you the ideal candidate for the job. I think that's where it comes in. I think uh, that's where, you know, you just, I feel like it's, it's a free world. Uh, what you can do is just make them see why you are the person for the job. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's all. I think that's all I can say about that for now. Um, um, something I've learned also is how important um, networking is. Uh, just like having people around that, you know, like for example, I don't use uh, platforms such as Upwork and Freelance, ME and Fiverr and Co anymore. I actually just have people that reach out to me when there's a project to be done and uh, we get stuff to get stuff done together. So uh, I feel like an, an integral part of freelancing is networking. Like having those connections already, and something that I've seen that actually helps with that thinking. Uh, and you know, attend, attending, just making yourself known, getting active on social media, you know, like Twitter, being active in, say, for example, tech community now, let people know what you are doing, let people know, just be visible. It's a numbers game, to be honest. So, you said something in there that I want to write down on a sticky note when we're done, which is what's your unique set of experiences that makes you, makes you a fit for this job? I think that's a great question. 
question for all of us to ask ourselves, whether we're going for a job at like a promotion at work or, you know, we own our own business or putting a product out to the marketplace, whatever it is. I love the idea of always answering that question of like, how, what's your, how does your unique experiences match that? I think sometimes we try to be like everybody else. So I really like that. Yeah, a, yeah, I'm going yeah. to always answer that every time I'm going for a new business. Like what's, what is our unique experience that makes us a better fit than maybe someone else? So I think that's a great angle for all of us to think about. Um, what does it mean to you to be an everyday innovator? Uh, so I think being an everyday innovator is um, about finding um, new ways to solve existing problems or finding new approaches to solve, to, to approach new new stuff. Like uh, the, way, the, way, the way I see it, for example, it's like, um, say for example, you have, you know about the story about an elephant, so guys looking at an elephant. So people look at the elephant from the side, they say it looks like a wall, so people look at it from the back. They see detail, you know, they see different things. And being an innovator is about like, you know, being able to just like look around the elef elephant itself, like, oh, I see a tail here, I see this here, I see that here. So when you get like those facts right, you are able to, you know, come up with newer perspectives, newer ideas, and newer things to uh to to iterate on to to just like you are able to come up with newer newer solutions to problems. It's all about like seeing things in a different light. So uh, yeah, I feel like that's that's what it's all about for me personally. I love that. I love the just the simplicity of if you just change your perspective, you're going to see it differently. I'm a big believer in that. I love that. Um, what's one piece of advice you have as an inquisitive tweaker for other everyday innovators out there of all styles who are looking to do what you're doing, which is really you know go after the things that you want and innovate and make an impact. So. Um... The first thing I would say is um, don't be rigid. Learn to be open. Um, learn to see things in you know multiple perspectives. Uh, I feel like you know there's this there's this thing that I've come to realize, and is that creativity is what drives innovation. And creativity creativity can be fit into a box. Creativity is not perfect. So you meant to try to fit creativity into a box, it becomes something else. So I feel like learning to remove that box and learning to just think outside the box, learning to just like see things differently is an important skill to have. And uh, secondly, um, I would say something that I think helps a lot is taking a break from stuff sometimes, just like uh, giving, giving yourself time to, to, you know, see things differently. I'll set an example. Just now I was working on a project and the, like, the server, the project wasn't running. And it just occurred to me in the shower that I could just, you know, restart the server. And I did that, compiled everything again, and it's worked. So, like, you know, just being able to just, like, uh, see things differently, I feel like that's something that, that helps based on what I know. So um, you said a couple of things in there that I really, really like. And one is um, creativity isn't perfect. Innovation isn't perfect. And I think we expect things to be perfect. Like, the minute we get it out of our heads, right? It's supposed to work exactly as planned. Yeah. And it, I think, um, you know, the boxer Mike Tyson said it best. I think he said it or his coach. He said, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. And that might be one of my favorite quotes ever. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's because, what you're saying, right? Like, it's mm -hmm, messy once mm -hmm. you get into it. It's messy. <laughs> like, that's what I keep telling people sometimes. Like, you know, reality is a very messy thing. Reality is very complicated. 
you can you can start with all the ideas you can start with all the plans and you get out there and you know life just throws stuff at you and you're like oh i didn't plan for this so it's just like <laughs> it's just like being able to admit that from the start you know like okay yeah that always works well, I think oftentimes we give up too quickly on our dreams or our ideas because we expect it to work out exactly as we plan it in our head. And I, I love what you're saying because I think if we just started with like, all right, things are going to mess up, then we'd actually be more prepared to see it through the hard times. I feel like I feel like just like focusing on the things that can be messy about it is just it's, it sounds pessimistic, but um, but I feel like it's always better to just admit it like. It's just part of everything. Like the world is complicated. That's just that's all I'm going to say. It's very complicated. I'm a hundred percent with you on that, Emmanuel. It is messy and complicated, <laughs> and doesn't always turn out as planned. So mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. there's great opportunity now too, right? Like sometimes that turns out to be. I think sometimes the things that go wrong turn out to be an opportunity in disguise. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, I feel like when when things go wrong, sometimes it you know helps you see things in a different light. Like um, it's I've come to see this stuff as you know it's not a journey with something it's a you know a final destination. It's the way I've seen it is more like an adventure. It's more like an adventure that you can have while still like staying on the go, while staying on track, not deviating too much. But it's more like an adventure. You touch it, touch it, touch it, touch it, and yeah, it's a a journey kind of you know limits possibilities. Seeing it as a journey limits opportunities and you know possibilities that that one can have. I love it. So Emmanuel, we're just about out of time, but I want to ask you one last more personal question, which is what's one thing we'd be surprised to learn about you? Uh, <laughs> as I've said earlier, I have a lot of um, interests and everything. And something I'm particularly interested in is um, topics like astronomy. I'm particularly interested in philosophy too. So um, take for example, I could go outside, take a look at the night sky. I could name some of the stars there. I could uh, like. I'm just. I'm really interested in a lot of things, and uh, I don't know if that's surprising or not. For something. Well, I think those are great hobbies to have, and I do feel like they're the ones that. Uh, um, how do I say it? They end up making us think differently about other places in our life too, which isn't mm-hmm, a bad thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, well, like, take for example, you no, know, you you look out there. You look at the stars, for example, you look out there, it makes you think about the universe, it makes you think about you know your place in it, it, makes you think about the world you are living in and everything like that. It's just a really, really awesome perspective to have. You know, it's funny, I think people often say like looking up at the night sky makes them feel really small, you know, like little. <laughs> and to me, and you know, because you're like one of a billion, right? Uh, over <laughs> a billion, trillion, billion, like probably number we can count. <laughs> But I actually yeah. think it makes, well, for me, it makes me feel really big, like, because you're a part of this whole magical, you know, like, how does it all come together? Like, sometimes my mind is blown, but it makes me feel big, like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I'm part of this, like, the stars and the, like, those mm-hmm. planets over there and things that we don't mm-hmm. even know. I don't even know what that is over there. And, like, <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah, it is. It is. It's really awful. Yeah. Manuel, thank you so much for joining me. Just a wealth of just really insightful nuggets, for, I think, for people to think about. So it was wonderful getting to know you. And um, so thank you for sharing your experience and your insights with us. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Thank you for having me. <laughs> 
Congratulations. By listening to this podcast, you took another step towards becoming an everyday innovator. To leap forward, visit www.gotolaunchstreet.com and take the Innovation Quotient Edge Assessment to discover your unique everyday innovator style and access the Everyday Innovator Digital Magazine for the top tools, insights, and inspiration at your fingertips 24-7. Tomorrow, we'll be back with another Everyday Innovator conversation soon. In the meantime, if you got a nugget of value out of this podcast, let Tamara know by leaving a five-star review and comment. Your review equals more guests, more listens, bigger impact. Until next time.